Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Poetry Corner Podcast. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot to unpack and discuss, so without further ado, let's talk about it. Welcome back, y'all, to the Poetry Corner Podcast. And before we get started, I want to give a major shout-out to my main man, Ken Meeks of YouTube. Yesterday, I reached out to him to do some advertising, and I also wanted to shout him out. Uh, He's a great influential entrepreneur and a stand-up gentleman. So go make sure you check out the legendary Ken Meek show on YouTube, and don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to his channel as well. He has all kind of great talent and and, and great uh, comedians on his show. So uh, make sure you go check him out and tell him Matt Foster, the Poetry Corner podcast, sent you. But today, ladies and gentlemen, today I want to talk about something a little more personal. But some of y'all might relate to it, so uh, I want to talk about what it's like to be a poet around friends who aren't really interested in poetry. For one thing, let me say this, it's awkward. It is very awkward. We're just going to leave it at that. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding, y'all. But having that sense of creativity with words... That passion for storytelling, it's awesome, but it it sucks when I I complete a poem and I read it out loud to myself, you know, and I might call up a friend to, you know, proofread it and go over my poem with them to see what they think about it, you know, just just for feedback purposes, you know, because sometimes, you know, I just want an honest review of my work, you know, and what you know, I always got the, ah, sounds cool response from my friends i'd never get a wow that was so amazing that brought tears to my eyes it was so beautiful and a well put together story kind of reaction you know as a poet you seek that type of response you want someone who's willing to listen to your poetry and give you an honest opinion on what they think and it's always always ladies and gentlemen a blank response you know i that i get from my friends you know because let me tell you about my childhood friends okay we grew up in philly we're all from philadelphia pa you know we're from different parts of the city nonetheless but my childhood friends are from the hood the ghetto just like me but somehow i obtained a different perspective on life i you know i obtained a creative aspect kind of perspective I mean, yeah, the city is full of many poets and artists from mural arts painters to freestyle rappers to graffiti artists to ballerinas to actors, actresses, singers, songwriters, and so much more. Philly has talent. That's one thing you can never take from my city, my hometown, is that we have tons of talent. But somehow I ended up with the friends who like video games. And I'm not down in video games. I'm a gamer myself. And speaking of which, shout out to GameStop for that amazing rise in their stocks. You know what I mean? These stocks are shooting up, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you invest in GameStop. You know, I just wanted to say that. (laughs) If you're an investor, make sure you put in your investment with GameStop. You know what I mean? Shout out to GameStop because I... um, when I was a kid, I got my very first game system, you know, the Nintendo 64 from a GameStop. I remember when GameStop was Funko Land, but, you know, I digress. We're going to talk about that in another video. You know, I'm, I'm a gamer, ladies and gentlemen, but I love poetry just a little bit more. You know, I would rather read the poetry works of Langston Hughes growing up or Maya Angelou or listen to some inner city um, music, you know, from inner city artists such as Common, Erica Badu. 
The Roots, Talib Kweli, and so many more. You could say I was, you know, a bit of a weird kid growing up, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't like playing tag, running up and down the street with my friends. You know, when I was a kid, I was content sitting in my room, drawing, listening to, to music while, you know, sitting back writing poetry or short stories. I was more of a introvert, and I think that introverted personality had an impact on my social life as a youth. But I got, I digress. I said I digress. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a busy morning for me. <laughs> but I digress. It was a difficult, you know, it was difficult growing up. It was difficult for me growing up because, you know, I was the only one who had a passionate mindset for poetry. Even in high school, we had a literature class in 10th grade. I remember, you know, uh, Back when I was like 16, 17, and the class in my 10th grade, I remember, um, had an assignment on this in particular day. And the assignment was to write a poem on your perspective on life. And it could be romantic, you know, it could be romantic, insightful, creative, you know, whatever you wanted it to be. There was no limitations to how you could engage this poetry assignment. And I remember it was only five of us in the entire class who had the most in-depth, passionate short stories about our perspective of the inner city life. To the point where, you know, our school got recognized by the city newspapers. And that was big. That was major, ladies and gentlemen. For me, for me being a 16-year-old kid who was a nobody to everybody else, getting to see me and a few other my classmates in the local newspaper, it like it was major to me. You know what I mean? Because I went to, you know, this small town high school, okay? I went to a, a school called Charles Carroll High School in the Port Richmond section of Philadelphia. And it was one of those small, blank and you'll miss it schools that only suburban kids went to. But anyways, we got recognized by the city for our poetry. And while some of the students didn't really care, per se about that sort of stuff, a lot of them were more worried about teenager stuff, like 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 what teens usually get into, like dating, shopping at the mall, hanging out with friends, cell phones. You know, the I remember the very first iPhone. I was I was in my ninth grade class when the very first iPhone came out and it was a kid named Ryan and shout out to Ryan, you know, and I don't know what happened to him after high school, but you know, shout out to Ryan. I hope he's doing good. Uh, I just wanted to shout him out and everything like that, and all my other classmates, Amanda, everybody, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, he was the first kid in his class because his dad owned a radio shack. You know, his dad was an investor, he owned a radio shack, and he was the very first kid in, his, in our class who had the very first iPhone, you know what I mean? And, you know, and, and all kind of stuff, you know, cars and all kind of stuff that my teenage years lacked, you know, this kid had, you know, and... Um, I really think it was part of my anti-socialism, why I didn't have, you know, a dating life. You know, I wasn't hanging out with friends at the mall. I didn't have cell phones. You know what I mean? I, I didn't even have, you know, name brand clothing. You know, I didn't have my first pair of Timberlands until I was like 18, 19, maybe 20. You know what I mean? When I got my first job. So I was a bit of an anti-social kid, you know. I was more into poetry than anything growing up and that kind of affected my you know m the impact on my friendships you know because they would come like most of my friends would come out of you know uh 
the class or they would walk down the street and meet me at my house and be like, bro, I got to show you this new video game or I got to talk to you about this chick. And I was like, all right, bro, hold on. I'm, I'm writing some poetry real fast. They'd be like, what? You weird. You writing poetry? That, that's kind of strange. You know what I mean? I wanted to tell you about my day in here. You, you, you want me to proofread your poetry? All right, that's awkward. You know, but it, that's, that's the type of friend I was growing up. And never, you know, ever since that day, ever since the class got their poetry in the city newspapers, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to get my poetry out there to the world. And that's one thing, you know, I always told my friends growing up that I would do is like share my poetry with the world. And they all laughed at me through the years. You know, my, like I said, I had friends who would get out of class. You know, we would meet each other in the lunchroom and we would discuss stuff like, you know, like cars or the girls we were dating or, you know, hanging out with uh, other friends and everything like that. And they would talk, to, turn to me and ask my opinion on these things. And I'd be like, OK, you know, I, I didn't know what to say. I was always quiet, you know, because I was always thinking. I was always thinking because I always thought about new poetry to write. You know, so like I always wanted to get my poetry out there with the world and uh, share it, you know, with other poet lovers such as yourselves. And to this day, ladies and gentlemen, to this very day, I'm in awe of you amazing listeners who, despite having busy lives of your own, you take the time out of your day, your evening to listen to my poetry. It really means the world to me. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And on that note, I want to thank you all for tuning in and <laughs> listening to a personal little story of mine, you know, um, on what it's like to be a poet around friends who really aren't into poetry at all. You know, I was more, like I said, of a standout. And I want you all to be standouts. I want you all to be the amazing people that you are. Live this day. To be and to achieve greatness because you are both amazing and you are greatness. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to let you know that and I thank you all for tuning in to today's episode here on the Poetry Corner Podcast. This has been your, your, your main man, your host, Matt Foster. I love you guys. I hope you all have a beautiful and blessed day. Take care. God bless. March into the beat of our hearts. Let us begin. Looking up to the night sky, I see the stars of destiny that will guide you and I. Through the storms of life, we traverse the beaten path, even through the tears that we cry. We look up to the heavens for our resolve. We will hold strong to our courage, and we will surely march on. Even when hell breaks loose, as long as we continue to fight for what we believe in, we will remain strong. In our hearts lies a familiar tune as it tells our feet to move. Our destination is right before our eyes. Through faith, we will reach the shores of paradise. God is with us as we go, as is Jesus Christ, His Son, and the Holy Ghost. Our progress will indeed be assuredly slow, but we must continue marching to the beat of our hearts very soon. You will get there too one day, once you make the decision to get up 